I had what I think is a pretty good idea today around my uh, view model project. So for, you to the, for those of you that don't know, I'll give you a quick rundown of what this project is. Basically, view model is going to provide an API for working with a backend uh, where that API will always be the same. So view model is basically just a bunch of interfaces that says, this is how you filter data when getting it from the backend. This is how you create, update, delete. That's all done with an interface so that other people can then implement that interface with something like Laravel or Strapi or Dataverse or whatever backend API they wanna use and it will just work. And one of the cool things about this, and I know I've been talking about this a bit lately in my podcast, so I'll quickly just um, get this out. One of the cool things about this is that everybody who uses this interface on your team, you could be using different backends, but everybody on the team uses the same interface. So they work, the way they work with backend data is kind of the same. Sort of like the promise we got from GraphQL that for me wasn't kind of as good as I thought it would be. But anyway, that's a story for another day. So I've been working on this project and I've gradually have this niggling feeling that there's going to be some things that some backends aren't going to be able to do. And there'll be some more advanced features that we might want to just kind of drop in every now and then uh, so that some backends that are a bit more advanced and have like a feature that is kind of cool uh, will still be able to use that feature. So let's just say uh, nested filters, for example, this is a great example. Most backends can do nested filtering. But what if somebody's built their own backend and it can do everything else that view model allows it to do, but it can't do nested filtering. And maybe it just doesn't make sense with that project. And an example of this is, I actually wanna have a backend that can connect to a hardware device and do nested filtering. Oh, sorry, not nested filtering, but just normal filtering on that device. So you can do creating, updating, deleting, etc. cetera. Um, but to do nested filtering, it's just too, it's probably gonna to be too hardware intensive for a little IoT device to be able to do that. And so I probably just wouldn't bother implementing it. It also just kind of falls out of the scope of what I'd wanna do. However, I still wanna use view model. And so this has kind of been a niggling thing where I've been thinking, how do I do this? How do I make it so that we can implement most things but we don't have to implement everything? Um, so one thing I thought of is saying, well, just get people to console.log something or do like a throw an error, for example, if you try to do a nested filter. So the implementer can just throw an error and say, yo, you're trying to do a nested filter, but this interface, this IoT interface, for example, doesn't support nested filtering. And then the developer goes, oh, okay, I know that now. I'm not gonna be able to do nested filtering. But the problem is, one of the cool things and one of the benefits of building view model and building an interface that works with backends is that we can now build components. And I talked about this in previous podcasts where you might have, for example, a table component and that table component has got a filter component sitting above it. And that filter component follows the view model API. Basically what I'm trying to say is you can have one filter component that works with any backend. However, if your filter component supports nested filtering, but your IoT um, implementation doesn't support nested filtering, then the interface allows you to do nested filtering, but the actual backend doesn't support it. And you've kind of hit this problem where there's a syncing issue between what the component is capable of and then what IoT is capable of, you know, what the backend is capable of. So, 
this kind of got me thinking, okay, maybe we just add some parameters to the filter component that allow you to say, for example, disable nested filtering. And I think that's a pretty good idea that could work. But then recently I thought, why don't we just make it so that every implementation comes with like a, uh, just an object, a simple object that tells you what features are and aren't enabled. And then if we had that, that object, and maybe it could be like a JSON object, um, then you could start doing some interesting things with that information. So for example, we could automatically generate some documentation that says nested filtering for, let's just call it IoT interface, nested filtering for IoT interface does not work. So it has like a cross there where Strapi and Laravel might have a tick there. So you can create like a really, you could automatically generate a table that lets users know what features are available for that backend. But then another thing you could do is you could take that object, send it through to the filtering component, and it can, it can automatically configure itself based on the capabilities of the backend. So how cool would that be? How cool would it be if you could say, all right, I want to build um, a backend for Laravel. So I create an implementation for that and I can straight away create a filtering component that automatically works with that Laravel backend. It's got all the bells and whistles. Uh, it automatically you know, creates a table component where I can create, update, delete, and you barely have to write any code to do any of this because it all follows the same interface. Um, you could literally swap it out. So let's just say you've got two backends, and this might be a, a silly example, but let's just say you've got a Strapi backend and a Laravel backend, you've got both of them in your project. And this actually makes a lot of sense in a lot of Microsoft projects where you often have multiple backends. So you might actually have like two or three different Dataverse backends. But anyway, what you can do then is swap those backends out. So you can have your filter component and the table underneath and then you could have like a select menu that says use Dataverse table one, and then that entire table works using Dataverse um, or Dataverse API one. And then you could have that select menu say Dataverse API two, and then you can select API two, and now the entire table works with Dataverse API two. Or you could select you know the local storage API, or you could select the Laravel API, etc. And then everything just flows through. They all using the same interfaces, and any features that one API supports that the other one doesn't uh, is going to automatically update the filter component as well. Now I, I know that's not a great example in the real world because in the real world you wouldn't be swapping out um, backends like that. That's a pretty you know niche use case. But where this really becomes powerful is when you put it in the hands of other developers. So I can then, when I finish this, go out to the community and say, hey, implement your backend. And if your backend doesn't support uh, one of these niche features like nested filtering, or you know maybe it doesn't, include, doesn't support includes, you can't use related data because for some reason it just doesn't make sense with your backend. It's kind of like a a flat backend where you, and maybe everything's so fast that you only need to sort of, um, you don't have to worry about API requests. I don't know, the, the point being is anybody can just create their own implementation and they then they can use every single component in the, um, in Augment Quasar, and I talked about this in the past, Augment Quasar is basically gonna be a huge library of uh, Quasar components that Augment Quasar, add extra functionality on top of it. Um, so anybody using Augment Quasar can then use that with their API. 
how cool is that? And then the other huge benefit, which I keep rabbiting on about, but I have to say it in because it's so cool and so important, is that everybody on your team, everybody who follows, um, you know, this way of coding, I'm going to call it the LSD standard, this standard way of coding. Everybody can jump across projects and understand each other's codes. They all know how to make backend requests because it's all done the same. And not only that, but because the way view model works, um, it's cutting out a whole bunch of code that you would otherwise have to write. So things like while you're creating a resource, having a creating spinner, you know, a creating state that you can just send directly through to a button. So for example, when you're creating something, usually you've got a button and you send through colon loading is equal to loading, right? And often people write that whole thing from scratch. Now with view model, you'll be able to say like um, post creator dot creating, and you've now got your loading state set up. You'll be able to model the form by able to say, by saying, for example, v model post creator dot form. You'll be able to model the filters, you'll be able to say um, posts indexer for when you're indexing a you know a bunch of posts, posts indexer dot filters. And you'll be able to send that directly down to an augment quasar component that just you know automatically configures everything for you. It's gonna be so awesome. Can't wait. Anyway, this is gonna be a short podcast where I told you about this revelation of being able to, you know, sort of have flags to let um, other components know what features are enabled in ViewModel, but it ended up being a 10-minute podcast. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed this one. I really enjoy doing these sort of, you know, ad hoc, just letting you all know what's going on the top of my head <laughs> podcasts. Anyway, I'll see you in a future podcast. And remember, and please, please remember this. And I really want to say this at the end of every podcast. And I want you, I want this to like penetrate your mind deeply so that, oh, I know that sounds a bit weird, but I, I want everybody to truly believe this because it completely, this one belief can completely change the way you code and can change the trajectory of your life. And that is that you truly can build anything. Every single problem you face is solvable. You need to believe this. And if you believe it, then your vision starts to explode and the possibilities of things you can build and the communities that you can create starts to expand and expand. And you start to realize that anything is possible. And then that's it's just a great way to live. And it's great to wake up in the morning knowing that you're working on projects that, that you truly believe are capable of changing the world and that you truly believe can happen. So I really mean this when I say it. You can build anything. See you in the next one.